Welcome everyone to today's Daf Yomi Shur of Etorah. Today's Daf is Daf Lamatet. We will begin on Lamatet Amudalf at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Mitzvah Begadol. Before I start the Mishnah, I just want to mention that I finished, I saw the end of the Mishnah last time. I had mentioned in the end of the last day's Daf, the very, very last few words. Seems like I said the wrong words. I had said that we make a takana that the second husband has to give him uh, give a get. Well, of course, what I meant was the second husband has to give a ketubah. For those who are listening, it was obvious, but in case it wasn't, I mentioned it now. Says the Mishnah, Mitzvah begadol liabem. If there is a bunch of brothers and one of them dies, now there are, let's say, three brothers left. The mitzvah is that the oldest brother is has the mitzvah duibum. Loratza, if he doesn't want to do yibum, then mehalchin al We go down all the brother, the line of all the brothers. Loratzu, if they all didn't want, chozrin etzel gadol. You go back to the oldest one. Vomilmo alecha mitzvah or cholets or yibem. They go back and tell him, listen, no one else wants to do it now, but the mitzvah is on you. Either do chalitza or do yibum. Tala bekatan ad shiigdal. If he says, let's wait for the katan till he grows up and he'll do it. In other words, let's say one of the brothers was a katan and we're waiting for him to get older. Or begadol. Or we say, let's wait for the gadol. Or cheresh or shoteh. Or a deaf person or a, or a person who's not 100% cheresh or shoteh. In any of those cases, if they said, wait for those guys, then we don't listen to them. Meaning, assuming that he, he could get better. Okay? And Shomim, we don't listen to him. El omrim lo, alecha mitzvah, we tell him, yours the mitzvah, Rather do yibum or chalitza. Itma we learned in a question. Biat katan v'chalitzat gadol. If you have a choice, we could either have a katan do bia, which means do relations, or a gadol do chalitza. Now, when we say katan and gadol over here, we're not referring to a katan below bar mitzvah. Katan means a younger brother. Chalitza is Chalitza, the oldest brother. <coughs> so we have a choice. One of the younger brothers says, I'll do Yibum. And the older brother sounds like he'll do only Chalitza. <coughs> but I'm the older brother. But one says it's better to let the younger person do Biyah. What's the reason? For the one who says that the bi'ah of the katan is better than mitzvah bi'yibum, because mitzvah is always better than bi'yibum. Because he says if, there's a, if there is a Older brother, and who needs the youngest brother? We don't want him. Always use the oldest, bro- oldest brother. 
Says the Gemara. We're asking a question now. The rabbi who said that it's better to do chalitza for an older brother than to do yibum with a young brother, it seems like our mission is against him because it says in the first case of our Mishnah, <coughs> the guy did not want to do yibum. He go to all the brothers. Now when it says he go to all the brothers, it must be the case is, what did the oldest brother not want to do? We're assuming the oldest brother didn't want to do Yibum, but he was ready to Chalitza. And yet we said, we go to all the brothers. So it sounds like, it sounds like we'd rather have the younger brother rather than the older brother. Which means, it sounds like the younger brother doing Yibum is better than the older brother doing Chalitza. No, I don't have to explain that. I can explain that the first word, First line of the mission is talking about an older brother who doesn't want to do chalitza or yibum. You have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, and Levi. And Reuven dies without kids, now you have Shimon. The mission says, if Shimon doesn't want, then we go to Levi. Now when he says doesn't want, what does it mean? Does it mean doesn't want? We thought it meant doesn't want to do yibum, but would do chalitza. We're now explaining, no, maybe it means he doesn't want to do yibum or chalitza. That's why we go to all the brothers. But you're right, if he didn't want to do yibum, we wouldn't go to the other brothers, we would let him do Chalitza. In other words, if he agreed to Chalitza, not Yibum, we, we would never go to the other brothers, according to this understanding. This oh yeah? So if so, when it goes to all the brothers, it says, it says, it said in the Mishnah, that if he doesn't want, we go to all the brothers. If they don't want, we go back to the oldest brother. Now, what does that mean? So if it means he doesn't want to do Yibum, I understand. It means you go back to the oldest brother, and we ask him, Hey, no one wanted. Now, do you want to do? Do you want to do chalitza? But if it meant, if it meant all along that the oldest brother and the subsequent brothers don't want to do chalitza or yibum, then why would we go back to the oldest brother? Amachel and Gadol. Mara says, if you're going back to, to force him to do one or the other, then you could then we could we could we could force the rest of them also. It's going no. Really, when it, in other words, we had thought that when it comes to offering you first, so we'll offer you first, older brother. But when it comes to forcing, why do you have to force the older brother? You can force any brother. They're all the same. Well, it says, no. Since the older brother had the, the initial mitzvah, or the, let's say the preferred mitzvah, if he doesn't want to do either chalitzah or yibum, we go down the line to all the brothers. Now, if all the brothers do not want, then we go back to the first brother and we tell the first brother, hey, now, now that it's time to force, we're going to force you and not the other brothers. Why me? Because since you were the one with the original mitzvah, so you're going to be the one we're going to force. Okay? So says the Gemara. Ta-da! We learned in the Mishnah... If we left it to the katan, we said, let's wait for the katan until he grows up. And we don't listen to him. According to the first rabbi who says that we'd rather have biat katan rather than chalitzat gadol, we'd rather have 
Yibum of a katan rather than a chalitzav gadol. Amayin shomilim. Why should we listen to him? Nintar dima gadil mehbem. We should wait. See if he grows up. He'll do yibum. Which means if you hold that biat katan is better, so we should wait for the katan to grow up. If you have two brothers, Shimon and Levi, Shimon doesn't want to do yibum, and there's a kat- Levi is still a katan. If he's willing to do yibum. Let's wait for him to turn thirteen, and then we'll let him do yibum. I said, that's not a proof. According to your reasoning, it says, says, if there's a gadol who was away in Spain at the time, we won't wait for him to come back. And rather, we tell someone who's local to do it, why not? Maybe he'll come back and do chalitza. Meaning, this rabbi held that chalitza of the older brother is better than yibum of younger brother. If the older brother is going to come back, we should wait for him. Must be, the reason why we don't is kol that even though the older brother is more important, it's not important enough to delay a mitzvah. Doing mitzvah more time is more important than this thing of having the oldest brother. So too here. That's why we would rather have the older brother do chalitza than whether the younger brother do yibum. Okay. <clears throat> we just explained that the machloket between Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi and Rabbi Yochanan is as regard to Bia and as regard to Chalitza. According to this new version, version B, we're going to call it, the machloket is more narrow. It the Amri, there are those who say, when it comes to relations, everyone agrees, everyone agrees that we'd rather have a yibum from the younger brother. According to version A, there was a machloket. Maybe we'd rather have chalitza from a gadol. According to this one, no. Everyone agrees chalitza is worse than yibum. And if you have a choice, you should let the katan do yibum rather than let the gadol do chalitza. If this is the question. One rabbi says, when is, there, when is there a preference on the older brother only vis-a-vis him doing yibum? But if the case that he chooses chalitza and everyone's doing chalitza, so a chalitza of an older brother isn't any better than a chalitza of a younger brother. Only a yibum of an older brother is better. But not a chalitza. If you're not marrying her anyway, who cares who gets, who, whose shoe gets pulled off? So says the what's the what's the two, that's the truth of Masadim. The rabbi who says that the chalitza of the gadol is better, the mitzvah of the gadol. The other rabbi who says it's not any better. Ki amin mitzvah begadol, inyani boom, avalol ani chaisa, kadadi, you know, they're equal. When did we say that gadol is better? That's for yibum. But regarding chaisa, they're the same. Okay. Says the Gemara, the question on them, according to version B, there's a question on the later rabbi who says that they're the same. It says it's not the same. It says, Lord, Atsu, if they both don't want to do it, they go back to gadol with the with the chalitza and say, in other words, if they went down the road, down the line of all the brothers, 
and none of the brothers agreed to do Yibum, then we go back to the Gadol. Now, going back to the Gadol makes sense. Going back to the Gadol makes sense. If you hold that Chalitzah of the Gadol is better. Therefore, we see that Chalitzah of the Gadol is better. Says, no, no, not necessarily. I can explain it differently. I could tell you something different. What could I say? I could say, no. When it says they, both don't, they all don't want, it means they don't want to do anything. So if so, when the Mishnah says that the Gadol wasn't able, means the was not able to do Chalitza Yibum. So why do we go back to him? Why would we go back to a guy who says he's not doing Chalitza Yibum? If it's going back, going back to force him. They can force anybody. It's the same answer we said last time. Since the mitzvah was on him to do yibum, therefore the, he's the forced guy. Yes, you could force anybody, but since the mitzvah was him, on him, we're going to force him only. Says the Gemara, came in the mitzvah. Oh, Tashma, I'll bring your proof. What's the proof? Proof is from Amishnah. Amishnah says. If we say, if the, the younger brothers said, let's wait for the Gadol to come back from Dinatayam, he's away now, let's wait, let's not do anything. And show them that we don't listen to him. If you hold the Chalitzah, Gadol is better. Am I entering the Washington? We wait, listen to him. Let's wait for him to come back and do a Mitzvah. And do, do the Mitzvah of Chalitzah. Or I said, no, we'll tell me according to your reasoning. When the, when the Katan wants to wait till he's Gadol, we don't listen to him over there. Why not? We should wait till he gets Gadol, and so we can do Yibum, which is more important than Chalitza, and everyone agrees to that. Maybe he'll come back and do Yibum. So you see, must be that the reason is that we don't delay a mitzvah. Okay. That's version B of the Gemara. Now the Gemara is going to go on to whether or not Yibum is really better in general. Okay. Tanan Hatam. We learned in the Mishnah over there. Now this Mishnah is in Bechorot. It says, Mitzvat Yibum, Kodem Mitzvat Chalitza. It's more important to do Yibum than Chalitza. Better, always do Yibum if possible. Bari Shunah, in the olden days, where the people only did yibum with the with the mitzvah in mind, they're not having any ulterior motives. That was better. People nowadays don't have such mitzvah; they always think about other things. Amr the rabbi said, Amr Rav says, and Kofin, we don't force him, which sounds like Rashi explains, and Kofin means, it's a big machloket over here. Rashi says, if they want to do Yibum, we let them do Yibum, but of course it's better. 
Okay. Now, this is Machloket. Other rabbis say that it means that Yibum was better, but we'll let you do Chalitza. So he's disagreeing completely, according to his Oswald. Okay. Let's see the more further. Whenever you'd have a case of a Yavam and Yavam come in front of Rav, he would say, If you want to do Chalitza, you could. If you want to do Yavam, you could do But Didach Talimah, that I will leave it to you. Leave it up to you to decide what you want to do. And therefore, Pasuk says, if the man doesn't want to, he can do Yibum, and therefore he can do anything he wants. Okay? Even if Yehuda holds, he can't force him to do Chalitza. Because Yehuda wrote in the Chalitza document, that so-and-so, the daughter of so-and-so, she brought here in front of us to court. Again, this is the text of the document that Rehuda used to file away in his court files. Okay? We realize that he's her uh, brother from her father, right? We told him, if you want to do Yibum, do Yibum, but if you don't want to do Yibum, give us your right hand, right foot. He put put on his right foot. She took off the shoe from his foot. And she spit in front of him. Spit that was visible to the Bedin on the floor. One of the rules is, Right? And he would, would always end the document by saying that we read the Pesukim properly from the Torah of Moshe. Now, what does that mean? We, we, we're going to go back and clap. So we, we, anyway, we brought this case to show you that we offered him Chalitza Yibum, so you see that that's true. Now, once we mention that, we're going to clarify. The document says, and we recognize that he's the, the brother. How do you recognize that he's a brother? Do you need witnesses that he's a brother? Because, again, they could bring a, a random guy. How do we know this guy is actually a brother? Do you need witnesses that he, this is a brother of the dead guy? Some say, no, it could be even a relative or a woman. Right? It doesn't have to be an actual it, dean of witnesses. It could be any, any, any Jewish person that we trust. Is that we accept testimony of the person as a brother, even without knowing with real witnesses. Okay. We said before in the Mishnah that when the people used to have in mind for the mitzvah, was preferable. But nowadays, where they're not having a common mitzvah, Therefore, it's better to do chalitza. That was in the old days, that Mishnah. But the rabbis changed their mind and they said, no, nowadays, Yibum is more back in point, better. 
You think people got better? If in the time of the Tanaim, they said that most people have the wrong kavanot, you think nowadays people have better kavanot? Impossible. We never heard of such a thing. No. Really, they held like Abba Shaul. But then the rabbis agree with the Rabbanan. It's not that they think the generations got better. But they changed what they hold. Who's Abba Shaul? Who's the Rabbanan? The Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Abba Shaul If a guy marries his Yibama, his sister-in-law, because she's pretty, or because he wants to be married, or Lushum for another other any other reason he wants to be related to someone who wants to get a job or whatever it is. It's almost like you're sleeping with with your sister in law. Because Torah only lets you do it only if you're doing it for the mitzvah. If you're doing it for beauty, then according to Abba Shaul, it's like you're marrying your brother's wife, which is Asur. And it's almost like the kids of Mamzer. They learn that that is telling you makes no difference what the guy's thoughts are. Either way, it's still a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Man Tana Lahadera Tarona. What's the what, who's the Tana of the following Brayta? Pasuk says Yevamo Yevo Aleha. The Yemashu Kamar Mitzvah. It's a Mitzvah to be to be be to do Yibum. Shemitchilai Ta'ala Bechalater. Because originally she was Mutatim. Neislav Chazavuta. She became Asur. She became allowed again. Yachol, you might think, should go back to original Heter. That's the Brighta. Now, the Brighta is a little cryptic. Okay, it says, the Yavam should come on her, that's a, the, the, the Yavam should come on her, have relations, that's a Mitzvah. Why? Because originally, this sister-in-law, when she was single, she was mutar to him. He could marry her if he wanted to. Nesla, she got a sur when Ruvain married her. Vichazra, she became mutar again. Vichazra, when Ruvain died. You might think you could go back to your original heter. This is no. You can only do it as a mitzvah. Who said this? So, it's a little cryptic. We're not sure what that means. You might think you go back to the original Hater. Let's see. Amar Bitzik Barab Dimi. Abba Shaul, this must be Abba Shaul. What does that mean? Originally, before she got married, when she was single, she was allowed. Right? Because at that point, you could marry her even for beauty. You could marry her for marriage. When we say allowed over there, she was originally allowed, it means originally allowed with ulterior motives, like most marriages are. She became Asur, 
because she married the brother. When the brother died. You might think you go back to the original Heter, which means that you can marry your Yivama like any regular guy marries his wife, just like a regular guy marries his wife for beauty. You can marry or for, or for marriage, so too you can. No, Mara says no. Only as a mitzvah. So this, this bright that fits very, very well with Abashul's opinion that there's a difference between the status of marriage for a single lady and a, and a Yivama. While a, a single lady could get married for ulterior motives, not a Yivama. That's the opinion of a basic Baravdimi. Rava Amar, no. I feel terminal that could even be the Rabbanan. Hakikama, this is what the brighter would mean. Because originally she was mutar, she was single. If he wants, he can marry him, not not. She became asur when she got married to the brother. She became re-allowed when she became a yivama. You might think that she should go back to being mutar completely. That, that he could choose to leave her in limbo, just like a single girl. I don't have to deal with her. If I want to marry her, I marry her. If I don't want to marry her, I just leave her. You might think that this guy, the, the brother-in-law whose brother died, could be the same. I don't want to deal with her, don't deal with her. No, no. How could that be? How could you, you think that he could ignore her? She stuck to him. She can't go out for nothing. You might think that we're telling you if you want, you can marry her, you want, you can do chalitza. We come teach you that there's a mitzvah, the primary mitzvah is yibum. So this, this brighter doesn't have to fit exactly like Abashul, it could feel like the Rabbanan as well. Amarisha, what about the beginning of the of the of the, of the brisa, which says the following? Matzot teachel mukom kadosh. The beginning of this brisa, which we had two ways to learn, if it's Baradimi's way or Rava's way, actually said something that leaned more like Rava than Yitzchak Baradimi, because the beginning brisa is like this. Before talking about yibum, it talks about matzot. Okay, now which matzot are we talking about here? So it says, You should eat matzot in a holy place. Mitzvah. You see from here, there's a mitzvah to do it. We're now on the top of Mem Omenalf. Because originally the matzot were mutar. Before you made them holified as a mitzvah, they were mutar. Nehesah became asur when you holified all the ingredients Chazata became allowed again when you, you burnt the piece on his back, so now the rest becomes mutar. Yachol, you might think. Maybe it'll go back to its original heter status. No, it doesn't. It says matzot teachel v'kom kadosh. You have to eat his matzot v'kom kadosh. Mitzvah, which is telling you that there's a special mitzvah to eat it, and it's not just heter. Now, let's clarify what it means. Now, we had, we're assuming that this beginning of the Brita, which is paralleled to our part of the Brita, has to be the same. 
and therefore it will fit well according to Rava, but not according to Rizik Rav Dimi. Says the Gemara, I want to clarify that now. I understand the coin of who says that the author of that mission is the Rabbanan. And therefore, the mission is written by the Rabbanan who hold the Ibum is more important than Khalita. This is what it would mean when it comes to Matzot. Matzot Echal Makom Kadosh, eat Matzot Makom Kadosh. Mitzvah, it's not even Mitzvah. Why? Because before, when it was just plain flour and wasn't a korban, it wasn't holified, it was heter. You could eat it if you want. You could eat it if you want. Once it becomes holified, which means that you, you make it for a korban, it became re-allowed. Sorry. Nesra became asur. Chazda Vuda became allowed when you when you burnt the comets on the Mizbeach, it became real loud. Yachol, you might think, that we go to the original situation where it was totally mutar. That's This way, if you want to eat it, you can eat it, or and if you don't want, you don't want to eat it. You might have, you might think that it'll be as mutar as it was before, where it was optional eating. Before it was a korban, it was an optional eating. Eat it or don't eat it. You might think that now afterwards it's also optional eating. That's what we're going to tell you. You know it's a mitzvah to eat it. Now, the one says, wait a second. How could you, mean, how could you say that you wouldn't have, you could have not eaten it? It says the person who got a kapara with it has to eat it. You see that the person who, after the coin eats it, that the act of the coin eating it is the kapara. So you see the eating is not optional. Ella, rather rephrase it. If he wants, he can eat it. You would think that if he wants, he can eat it himself. Or if he wants, someone else can eat it. Mitzvah to mitzvah for the guy who did it to eat it himself. So according to Rav, it fits well that the the parallel of our case of Yivamot to the case of the Korban fits very nicely. We're coming to say that you would have thought that Anyone could eat it, and the chidush is no the kohen could eat it. El Ritzik with the beam. According to the Ritzik, where Dimi explained our case of Yemot, the Amar Abba Shaul, who, who said our Mishnah was Abba Shaul, which is a, a chidush, of course, and he says that the Brayta is telling you that you have to do it the Shema. That's the whole point. What are the two ways of eating it? By Mincha. Maybe the same way we're telling you there's two ways of doing Yibum, either the Shema and not the Shema, we're telling you that there's two ways of eating the Korban. You could eat it when you're hungry, you could eat it when you're stuffed. And we're telling you the Chidush is able to eat it the right way, with an appetite. It can't be because eating when you're stuffed is not called eating. We know, we know that a person on Yom Kippur who's totally, totally stuffed from before the holiday, and then at a night of Kippur ends up eating something. Since he's totally stuffed, that eating is not called eating, and therefore you see eating is not called eating. So why would we think even that maybe you'd be able to get away with a korban mencha by eating when you're stuffed? Ella no. Maybe we'll answer. 
that yes, you'd have to eat it, but you would, you you could make it into either matzo or chametz. I thought we said you never allowed to make any korban chametz to put basuk and sav. Right? Even portions can't be chametz, which means that even the leftover flour cannot be made into chametz, and therefore, how how would you even think that you can make a chametz? Rather, we're coming to say that there was two ways to you could either eat it matzah. Or chalut. Now chalut sounds like you 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 boil the bread like a like a bagel. I'm assuming. What does what does boiled dough come out to be? If it's matzah, which means it's not chametz, hamatzah so it's matzah. So why then then we don't need to, there's no two options. If it's matzah, then the, the option is matzah or matzah. And if it's not matzah, matzot then then how can it be? So it's matzot. Right, which means lo tafeh chametz. Lo, the olam emelach matzah. Really, it's matzah. The hachi tana beikra. La akev. We're coming to tell you that it has to be unscalded matzah. We're telling you twice. We mentioned the word that it can't be matzah over here to tell you. That even though it's not chametz, you have to make sure that it's a regular matzah. So we said the chalut is matzah. What's the chidush? If you can't eat it as matzah, what's the chidush? On Pesach with bread that wasn't baked, it was just boiled. Even though it's if afterwards you bake it in the oven. Lechem oni can still called lechem oni. on Pesach. So if you first put it in cold, hot boiling water, then you bake it. It'll still be yotze on Pesach. This would make it sound like a bagel would be hamotzi, because even though bagels are put into um, boiling water before they're baked, here we see that putting into boiling water before you bake doesn't change it from its status of matzah. So too, by a bagel, it shouldn't change it from its hamotzi status, perhaps. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.